Hey there, Adam from Splendid Sports. Welcome to another episode of the Splendid Sports podcast and YouTube channel. And this is, for me, this is, uh, with all due respect to everyone I've ever had on my channel, this is the most special moment for me uh, because I have a hobby legend and um, I'm so happy to say I'm with Mike Kramer of Pacific Trading Cards. Mike, how you doing? Thanks so much for coming on here with me. Well, Adam, thanks for having me on and uh, uh, for those kind words and uh, uh, been looking forward to it since you told me you'd have me on and, and anxious to start talking. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one because, um, well, before I get into that, I want to actually credit um, the Essential Credentials. You've made multiple appearances on their uh, YouTube channel and podcast. And I want to credit um, Matt and, and Will, because after your latest appearance, I, I watched the whole thing, loved it. Um, so, guys, if, you know, after you watch this one, go if you haven't checked that out, Essential, the Essentials, Essential Credentials. Um, but I want to thank Matt and Will for getting me your email address and contact information so I was able to connect with you to set this up. So I definitely wanted to mention those guys first. Um, and you, you, did a, you were over there over two hours with those guys on the last one. They uh, they become good friends and and they are really interested in the cards that we made and and the fact that I can remember a lot of what we did back then and and uh, from them looking looking from the outside into a trading card company and how it and how we evolved and how we actually made cards is totally interest interesting to them and so it became. Uh, the time went so quick, I didn't even realize we were on that long. But uh, they asked a lot of questions and discovered uh, uh, some things for their listeners, and, and it was fun. And in this particular episode here, um, because I I am a mainly a player collector, so I player collect um, vintage, modern cards, um, but Mickey Mantle, Pedro Martinez, Tom Brady... Uh, Larry Bird, those are really my main guys that I collect and, and have collected for a long time. Um, and Pacific Trading Cards plays a huge role in those those cards for those players. And so I have some of my um, collection here of Pacific Cards, and we're going to kind of use those to hit on a few different points in time. Um, questions that I've had for a long time that who better to answer than Mike? Uh, so we're going we're gonna to kind of go down memory lane a little bit with, with my collection, and uh, Mike's going to fill us in. And there's a lot more in the book that I want to mention uh, before we even get started. The book, I believe, uh, I pre-ordered your book, uh, Kramer's Choice. I pre-ordered it months ago when I found out it was coming out. So I went on Amazon, pre-ordered it, and I just saw, I think tomorrow is the day it's going to ship out, October 11th. Um, do you have, the, do you have the, your copy there? Uh, in I, hand, you want to show us? I do. I have a copy in my hand, and uh, the back cover, and and uh, actually getting it in my hand was one of those uh, great thrills of my life. After spending uh, about a year and almost two years uh, with the writing and the editing, and uh, and then actually uh, having a publisher. Um, accept it and give me a contract for a publishing uh, uh, a book and uh, their time they spent with it with their editing and laying it out and and then finally it shows up and 
it's uh, I've learned a, a lot about the publishing uh, book publishing uh, world in the last uh, six months, and uh, it's similar to the card business. It lay it they do it similar ways. So um, finally, it's in my hand, and it short shortly it'll be in uh, collectors' hands and and readers and people that want to know about Pacific and uh, and how we evolved. That would include me. I'm really looking forward to getting my copy. And when I saw the cover, it it I got even more excited because, as I'll show here, it, it shows like multiple of the cards and the sets that are my favorite. You know, with obviously collecting Tom Brady, we're going to get into that. Um, but Pacific Legends is another thing we're going to get into right on the cover there. So really excited for that. Now, I do want to mention in the description of this YouTube episode and the podcast, there's going to be links to where you can get Mike's book, Kramer's Choice, on Amazon. And I just found out about this. So this is, I'm really excited about this. There's also going to be a link that, that Mike provided me where you can order a signed copy. Um, so it's Mike's website. And um, I'm going to put that link in the description here too. And I'll before I, put, before I publish this, I'm going to be ordering a signed copy just to make sure you don't run out. Uh, but for anyone else, yeah, in that, in that description, you can get a signed copy mm -hmm. from Mike, which I think, man, that's awesome. That's, talk about a collectible for me. Oh, thank you. All right. So, Mike. What we want to do here, we're going to go back. We're going to go, let's go back to 1980. And um, for me, a, a very special set, uh, 1988 is the most special to me of, of Pacific Legends. But 1980, that was, uh, I believe, the debut of, of Pacific Legends. I actually have three here. Uh, you can, after I show this, so it looks like, if you look, this is a Stan Musial one. Mm -hmm. And this is... Um, 1980 to 1983 and then on the back we have where it says uh series one so um and it says 1980 kramer sports productions kramer sports promotion promotions right. kramer sports right. promotions so right, right there on the back 1980 um and then i got the the mickey mantle obviously for me and that's graded 10 yeah, so yeah, that's something about I me. I collect. Too. I love to collect these in, in graded form, and um, yeah. I was able to get them in high grades, which is I'm very proud of too, because th these are very hard to find in high grades. I I've been looking, and and they are very hard to find, and they don't come up too often. Right. Uh, and then lastly, we got I got the Ted Williams here, uh, and this was uh, looks like this was 1982. So you had the different series. Do you tell me anything you want to say about coming out with these and um, anything you can kind of think of off the top of your head on these on the set yeah well i some of the story of that of how i uh, uh developed that set is in my book but in 1980 i did a uh set of 30 and that's when we developed or i developed and the and the guy that was uh printing those cards uh developed the the way they looked the sepia tone and uh uh that was so successful uh, because I was at that time selling uh, uh, hobby stores that were opening and and uh, uh, dealers and and they were looking for products and through my mail order catalog and it went really well and so the next year eighty one we made a second series and then eighty two we made a sec uh, third series and then we added a fourth a year later and so the set became uh, one hundred and twenty cards basically but. When I made them into uh, wax packs, and I think it was 84 or 5, anyway, 
I added some cards on the bottom of the of the display box, and so I think there are four or eight more additional cards that were printed on the bottom of those boxes, which I don't have. I don't have those cards because I forgot to save any, but they do exist and they're out there. And so in some people call that set of 120, some call it uh, 100, I think it's 128. But uh, that was my first intro into making uh, uh, retired players or legends. And, uh, and then that, because of the success of that, through my uh, wax packs, and we made wax boxes and shipped them all over the the country. Um, I had such a uh, successful item that we, uh, in 88, 1988, we made a, a color set that you're talking about. And that went uh, through the roof for our company and, and actually established us. And you can read in my book why it went through the roof and why the sales were so great and probably why you got them in uh, uh, where you were located as a as a kid, basically. Where were you at? Well, when I was a kid, I was in Massachusetts. Yes. Okay, that was a perfect place because that's the first place that we shipped them. Was really? In, okay, I the, didn't know that. The New England broker uh, sold the most of them. And so that's the first place they went back then. And you can read that in my, in my book about how that all came about. I can't wait because the real quick story um, on why the, the specifically the 88 and 89 also Pacific Legends set means so much to me to this day. Uh, so like a lot of guys my age, I was born in 1981 and my dad, when he was a kid, he's 77 now, huge Mickey Mantle fan, um, like a lot of people's dads my age. And um, so when I was a kid, he would just fill my head with stories of Mickey Mantle and, and basically that caused me to become a fan of Mickey Mantle like when I was growing up in the 80s, uh, even though I never saw him play or any of that stuff. Uh, so one of the kind of the legends of my my dad telling me these stories was he had a bunch of Mickey Mantle cards from when he was a kid and he couldn't find them. They're, he thinks there was a chance they were still in his mom's house. Uh, they lived up in Brockton, Massachusetts, uh, and that's where the story comes in. But we would go up uh, on, you know, on the weekend once in a while and go over my grandparents' house up in Brockton. And the first thing I'd wanted to do when we, we would get there was to run up to the attic where there was tons of stuff and boxes. And I would try to look for my dad's old Mickey Mantle cards, which we never found. Um, but anyway, one particular day, you know, I was defeated once again, came down, didn't find them. And I remember me and my dad, we took a walk down to the, the store in Brockton. And lo and behold, we walk in and I see, I still have a box. I see this. And it has Mantle on the cover of it. Yeah, yeah, right on the cover. And I'm thinking, right. Mickey Mantle. Now, when I was a kid, you know, the difference between a 1988 Mickey Mantle and a 1958 didn't wasn't a huge deal to me. It was just cool to see, wow, I could open packs and get Mickey Mantle out of the packs. So um, I just I vividly remember going in and seeing that box with Mickey Mantle on the cover, Pacific Legends, and um, opening a pack. I didn't get Mantle in the pack I opened. But the, the question I have for you is, Specifically, to this day, I still look at these cards. Uh, here's here's the Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. And how did you get these photos? These are some of the best color photos of these guys that I've ever seen in this set. Willie Mays, um, you know, Stan Musial. I even got Stan Musial autographed one. Yeah, look at that. And, you know, so do you remember how the photos came about? Um, a lot of them were in my collection. and And then... 
I outsourced some. And there was a, a really good friend of mine. Uh, his name was Mike Ehrenstein. And he was a, a, a card dealer back then. And he had a treasure trove of uh, color pictures, too. And he supplied some to me. And then there was a, um, a great photographer that probably isn't well known out there, based out of Chicago, named George Brace. And he uh, allowed me to go to Chicago, and I was able to go through his files and uh, pull out a bunch of, uh, of the colored pictures. And, uh, and so they were all great photographers, and I ended up with uh, a pretty good selection. The one thing I can show you, since you're really um, a Mickey Mantle fan and a fan of this card, is let's see if I can do this. I got the Mickey Mantle card. And this is the original photo and how it was laid out before we uh, went to press and how it was uh, marked for the uh, for the printing grid or the sheet uh, uh, that we printed it on. And so that's the actual original photograph. And it's almost the same size as the card. Uh, and uh, that I, is incredible. I saved them. Oh. I have some for others. I have... Uh, I, I think I have all of them in my uh, files, but here's Tommy Davis. And uh, the interesting thing about this card is it's actually a true proof. Uh, it's wow. blank on the back, and it and I have only a handful of these actual proofs left. But uh, we see we printed it first to see if it looked right and colorful, and uh, and then uh, we went went ahead and uh, started printing the sheets. And so as a collector, which I am, uh, I saved a lot of that and still have it. And it's uh, someday it'll end up somewhere. But right now, I'm, I'm glad I saved, I saved that stuff. God, that is so cool, Mike, to, for me to see that. I mean, uh, do you like for this? I got to show you this one. This is so this is my signed oh, copy from the mix. Boy, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, these. These Pacific Legends cards, um, you look on eBay, there's there are a bunch that are autographed because the photos are so awesome that I feel like collectors they look at these cards and they said these would be perfect to get autographed, you know. And and um, yeah, there's a lot of autographed ones on eBay that you can get, and and that, that's one I got from Mickey Mantle. Do you remember? Do you remember like where do you think he? Is? I've never seen this picture, you know, because so many Mickey Mantle pictures you see on that go through reprints and so forth that get used over and over. I don't think I've ever seen this photo of Mantle like in any other places other than this uh, card, unless I'm mistaken. But he's got his yeah. uh, from his, one of his early years because he's got the patch on his. Right, that's actually I believe season, from 1952. Yeah. The picture, yeah. and um, I can't remember the name of the photographer, uh, uh, um, but but they use that picture in, in Sport Magazine. Oh, okay. In 1952, and it and it was uh, um, so it was printed. If you have a ever run into an old 1952 sport magazine, you'll see that picture in there. I'm gonna have and, to look uh, for that. That's one of them that I got from uh, George Brace because he had uh, gathered up a bunch of old uh, sport um, sport magazine photos that that this particular photo uh, photographer shot who I can't remember his name right now, but he was one of the great sports photographers back then. It's just such a beautiful photo. Like the, the blue sky, the everything about it for me is like, the, for me, it's the best picture I've ever seen of, of the Mick. So 
That's why I just and love it. And so the autograph lays right in there perfectly. Too. Perfectly, yeah. yeah. And then just real quick, 89, you got, look at that photo of Clemente. Just beautiful. Great. Beautiful photos. And then lastly, I remember this one especially, too, because this was on the cover of the 89 box. Yeah, the Reggie. Yeah. Always love that one, too. All right. So where I want to go next is um, let's flash forward. Another another guy that I collect is uh, Pedro Martinez. So Pedro came into the league, you know, 91, 92. Um, but where I really like to start collecting his cards are once we get into like, you know, the mid to late 90s, where mm -hmm. then we come across some of my favorite Pacific cards. Um, so th this is what I want to get into. I want to talk about Pacific Prism specifically, because mm -hmm. obviously we all know how popular Panini Prism is now. The first question I have for you is, can you connect the dots between um, Pacific Prism and the beautiful cards that you put out, Prism with an S, and, and now Panini Prism with a Z? Um, the, can you connect some dots there for us on, on how that lines together? Yeah, uh, actually, Prism was one of our, probably our, our flagship brand for Pacific also. And when I sold the brands to Playoff, it included Prism. And when, when Playoff sold the, uh, the brands uh, onto Panini, they, they also got Prism. Uh, it was the same brand we created. Uh, and I know why they changed the spelling, and that's because Prism, the way we spelled it, and by the way, Topps is using Prism now, the way we spelled it. But but the way we spelled it was, um, from what we saw, was copyrighted by the people that made a Prism of some sort, um, for probably for medical or whatever, but it had no relation to cards. And so uh, we had checked it out and found out that that didn't have a, any kind of... Uh, conflict but panini probably looked at that and said they didn't want to mess with the conflict and change the the spelling but it's the same it's the same thing we made prism is prism and uh because they made them the same way we did with the with all the foils and etc cetera, etc cetera, um they just continued that brand on and and it's uh one of their most popular if not popular uh brands that they make and so it came out of pacific got continued and uh and i'm happy about that i'm happy to see people still collecting that brand pacific prism is superior in my opinion on the, the designs the look i mean i have a few here for my collection of of pedro the shine on these cards mike incredible this is you know this one's from 90 98 99 uh and just i mean beautiful One's serial number cards look at that I mean, you you were just so ahead of your time. It was unbelievable. And this one I have to show, too, because I know there's a story about these, the red ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, these are the red. Um, the red, red are ones. very hard to get. I, hard to get. I, I recently have... was able to get one of these I, offline from somebody. And, uh, man, I was so happy because you never see these. You never see these come up. I have almost all the Pacific cards that we made. Except I have very few red. I, they, we, we just made so few, and uh, for some reason I didn't get to keep a set of them. So I don't have the reds. They're, uh, they're as rare as people say they are, and I, I, I wish we would have kept me a set of them. But uh, for some reason it, it didn't happen. In any of our lines, I don't have them. 
And I think it was because we made so few. And they're not serial numbered. There's no num- serial number on them, but um, they were they were what retail only, and and they just like some of them never got they, some of them never made it out, right? They they only went in the Walmart uh, product, and okay. and or the product that uh, a company called Treat distributed for us, and so that's the only place they went. And I think the the reason they don't show up that often is. A lot of people that bought the cards at Walmart were not serious collectors back then, but uh, uh, mothers and fathers just buying a pack of cards to give to the kid, and they just never uh, never survived. The cards never survived. I got a couple from uh, early Prism, uh, 1993. Oh, and, look at that, Montana. Uh, and, ba- and Nolan Ryan, 1993, when we were doing it way back then. I love those. Yeah, because Prison, Prison started Pacific in 93. Card. Oh, wait, wait this a is kind of Here's Pacific, and here's Panini. Oh, using right. Our same, uh, and so who collects these? Me. I collect them. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> it's. I, I feel like it, there's not a large percentage of, of collectors in the hobby now that understand that connection of um, current prism to Pacific prism. Uh, and so I hope, you know, I can do my small part to help get that out there because, you know, I've noticed it, um, you know, out on YouTube and, and other collectors, there's more and more that are rediscovering or discovering Pacific cards for the first time. Uh, and I, I feel like it's growing. And, and that's what's beautiful about what you did, Mike, is that you put, out such beautiful cards that maybe at the time they weren't fully appreciated by the larger hobby um, mm-hmm. or enough people in the hobby, but you can always go back. Um, so as people re-enter the hobby or, or come in for the first time, uh, like me, you know, I go back and I, I stopped collecting really in around 1995. I, I kept my collection, but I stopped buying for a while. Um, so during the period when these beautiful Pacific Prism cards were coming out, I really... I really wasn't um, collecting or buying cards. So to be able to go back now and, and find them and to find hard to find ones like this, this red yeah. one here, it's so fun. And um, I want to thank you for that. Thank you for being ahead of your time with these cards. Oh, thank you. So I got, uh, let's see, I got one more Pedro card. I want to, oh no, excuse me, two more. So these, these are the shadow series. Mm-hmm. I mean, just some of the most beautiful cards ever made. For me, I mean, it's just the shine on these. You just can't match it, in my opinion. And then you get you get stuff like this with the die cut, the crown. Right, yeah. I mean, these are serial numbered to 50. Just beautiful cards. And, and that I, same I, design is being still made by Panini. Exactly. Exact same design. Um, that one in the Crown Royale design, they're still using our, the basically the same thing we did 30 years ago or, or longer. I've got a couple of those somewhere, but you showed one. So, oh yeah, here I have the Gretzky. Um, oh wow, die cut, and uh, same idea. Great design, and and it has lived on. That is such a beautiful card, and yeah, I think where I want to go next with this. Uh, I also mentioned I'm a Tom Brady collector. And that's, I know that's going to be a big part of your book, 
um, Tom Brady in, in the year 2000. Uh, 2000 was Tom Brady's rookie year for cards, and Pacific plays a huge role in that. So the first question I want to ask you is, what are your thoughts when you see what some of these Tom Brady Pacific cards are selling for now? Mind-boggling. <laughs> um, I, even in my book, I uh, I make note that one sold for uh, 117,000. I, I think it was a couple of years ago, but uh, I I took a picture of the uh, of the sale on eBay when uh, when the card was uh, uh, finished getting bids, and uh, blows me away. Uh, just like anybody, but um, you know he's the greatest uh, football player ever, without without a doubt. And in my book is um, in the back is a complete checklist, which I think is probably complete. But I mean, somebody might know one that I couldn't remember. But it's a complete checklist of the Pacific uh, rookie Tom Brady cards, and it and it there's a lot of cards, different cards that we made and uh of him and uh the reason is in my book why we why we did him uh why we added him to so many uh pacific products and and it was uh because i saw him play and and i said this guy's going to be great we're going to put him in uh, everything we can put him in and uh and we did and and he turned out to be uh uh absolutely you know well you know the story he's the greatest football player ever period but you you and bill belichick might have been two of the only guys that had had that feeling because you you know he was a six round draft pick 199th or whatever so um not everyone saw what, what you you saw with that too um uh, did you remember do you remember watching him did you watch him play in college i i shot the uh east west shrine game which yeah. was where they uh um had all the seniors that were still trying to get notice and and the seniors that uh, or um, uh, that went to that game were uh, you know trying to show one more time that they could get uh, picked up. But I I saw him and I thought, boy, because I had shot Joe Montana and Dan uh, John Elway and uh, Dan Marino and and they and I thought Brady had the same look, poise, and uh, I thought, boy, this guy's got it, and he's real tall. And some of the other quarterbacks were like. Six one and and he's and he's towering over uh, and I thought this guy's got it and uh, and so I stuck to my guns and uh, on making his card you know blew me away he got drafted uh, so late in the in the draft that year but um, I stayed with him and uh, even in two thousand two when I was picking the Kramer Choice players I chose him even though he only had basically a year under his belt and uh and i thought he was a great player you know i i probably or nobody ever thought he would do what he did uh but i but i could see that he had the the tools that uh are required for a player to a quarterback to be that good and he proved to it uh, that he was so like for example on i love these cards look, look at this thing Oh, that's a nice one. Is that the graded uh, nine five? Yeah, yeah, yeah Beckett nine five. Yeah. But man, these die cut crown royale cards, rookie card, Tom Brady. Yeah. So you're you were at the game. This was at, this game was at Stanford, two thousand East West Shrine Bowl. It you, was. So you took this picture. I did take that picture. Yes, that sir. is that is. I have that awesome. picture. 
uh, I kept all the photographs that were actually used on on our cards. Uh, there, except for a handful, the, all the pictures that were used back to about ninety five or somewhere in there are are all in my library. And uh, there's a little story in my book about uh, when my son came over, and we were. Uh, amazed by uh, how much Tom Brady cards were selling for, and we looked at my uh, my uh, binder with that set in it, and I said, I think I took that picture. And we and we went to the binder with the actual photographs, and it, and it actually says Mike Kramer or Michael Kramer uh, on it. And I shot uh, I shot a lot of the pictures that we used from that game, like like this one, another one. Another this one is one of the most beautiful Brady rookie cards. This just the whole design and the fact that you took the picture too is like blowing my mind right now. It's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Uh, and then I got one more that I, I had to show you here. I just think if you talk about a, a football card that tells a story, so this is 2000 Pacific Omega Brady and Bledsoe on the same card mm -hmm. generations. If you remember this one again, you took that yes. photo of Brady. Uh, yes, sir. I did. And if you think about what was to come based on this card, how <laughs> uh, he was going to take over for Bledsoe and who would have thought and what would have happened after. For me, this is like one of my favorite cards just because of the story you can tell about Brady and Bledsoe, you know, just on based on one card. It's incredible. So I just love Bledsoe that. Bledsoe was that. a great quarterback at that time anyway. I mean, he was frontline guy. Yep. And, uh, the, you know, that's one of the problems everybody had is – Brady didn't have a chance because uh, Bledsoe had the job. And it was just, you know, I call it a twist of fate that happened that um, Bledsoe got hurt and Brady stepped up and, you know, the rest is history. Well, my dad and I, we still joke about it because we, at the time, we were on Team Bledsoe and we were we were saying, you know, Bledsoe, should, he shouldn't lose his job when he comes back. <laughs> so we always, we always laugh about how wrong we were, you know, <laughs> thinking about yeah. it. Um, and then I also have to mention this. So this is what's really interesting to me is so 2000, like you said, Brady has 44 different base rookie cards um, with Pacific having maybe 10 of those nine or 10 of those base cards. And then there's obviously parallels and, and inserts within that. But um, then you flash forward to the year 2001, which is like a lost year for Tom Brady card. Tom Brady was only in three mainstream cards. Uh, or sets in the year 2001. And one of those is this one here, 2001 Pacific Prism. This is one of my best cards, my favorite cards. This is his, remember this oh, one? Oh, yeah. This is his first game used memorabilia card, uh, patch card. Right. So this is, yeah. This is a game used jersey card from 2001 Prism Atomic. And um, just, it, it, it baffles my mind that, yeah, he only, he had so few cards in 2001 and, and thank you for, for making this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good to see that card. We talked about how, you know, the hobbies really boomed over the last few years here. And, you know, one of the brands that is really, you know, commanding huge prices is uh Fleer Skybox, you know, so really at the same time when you were putting out these beautiful, fantastic Pacific cards and inserts, parallels, um, Fleer Skybox was putting out a lot of their cards that people are paying, in some cases, millions of dollars for, you know, precious metal gems and essential credentials, all these, all these um, 
real high dollar cards. I wanted to ask you, what do you remember about that time period? Were you seeing what they were doing um, over at Flare Skybox and what they were putting out or any anything along those lines that you can think of with uh, that time period? Um, I didn't really pay attention to what the other card companies were doing. Um, I They probably were making uh, basketball and uh and maybe some of those cards are, are basketball cards and we weren't making except for our draft picks uh we mm. weren't making uh uh basketball and so i was so busy during that time that i didn't uh go look at the other company's cards we we had our own thing going and and we knew we were pushing the envelope and making uh uh new and exciting looking designs and cards and it was you know one of those things where you just get so busy that uh, we didn't care what the other guy was doing. Uh, we knew we were on track uh, for what we were making. And uh, going back and looking at those days, the the 1990s uh, have some of the greatest Hall of Fame players uh, that ever lived in baseball and football and, uh, and hockey and, and basketball. Uh, uh, that era had them. And that's why the, the cards from that era uh, may have been some of them overproduced, but but uh, they're full of Hall of Famers. The, if you buy a box, you get you get thirty or forty Hall of Famers out of a box. And so, what other era can show those? And and those Hall of Famers are some of the greatest. Uh, and you know, you got to go back to the '30s or the 1910s, uh, maybe the early '50s to to see that same type of uh, era where you're where you had that many great players in, in a group uh, playing during the, a 10-year period, basically. And so we stayed with what we did, and uh, we didn't really pay attention to what the other guys were doing. Um, and we look back at what – I look back at what we made, and I'm happy with what we did back then. And, and along those lines, you know – even aside from the cards that I'm so happy that you, you produced and, and put out for us to keep enjoying for generations and generations. Uh, I, from a business perspective as someone, you know, I, I left a corporate job about 12 years ago and, and went out and started my own business. And, um, you know, as someone who did that on a much higher and different level in, in cards, you, you know, you did the fact that you owned your own manufacturing, you took some of your own photos, um, I just have so much admiration and respect for not just the product you put out, but actually what you did uh, in, in business, in, in the hobby. Uh, it's, it's incredible to me. So I just want to say that and, and thank you again for everything that you've done so far in the hobby. And uh, again, guys, I'm going to put the link to his book on Amazon and also the, the place where you can get an autographed copy, which I will for sure be going to. So I'll have two copies, uh, uh, one from Amazon and one that's signed. So, um, Mike, any any last thoughts or anything else you want to add here before we take off? And, ho and hopefully this will be part one of maybe another one in the future, if you'd be down for it. <laughs> if you want to have me back, I'd be glad to have you uh, be back. Um, just thank all the collectors out there that, uh, that collect cards. And, and I know the hobby uh, well and the feeling of collecting cards. I still collect cards. And uh, maybe uh, by reading my book, more people want to get cards at Pacific Made. And, uh, and the main thing they have to do is enjoy uh, their hobby. All right, Mike. Well, thanks again. That's going to do it for this episode. And 
we will do a follow-up to this in the future because I have I have so many more questions, so much more to talk about. But um, thank you, Mike, for taking the time to do this. Thank you.